welcome to Roadside, where we talk about the fascinating and sometimes disturbing history behind roadside attractions and unique destinations. Hello, everyone. Hello. And welcome to Roadside. I'm Janica. And I'm Abigail. And that's us. Just letting you know. That is us. That is us. Today, shout out to Kaylee. I am drinking from my Crescent Hotel mug. Very cute. Yay, Kaylee. Love you, Kaylee. Bestest girl in the whole world. I miss you. You want to tell a, a brief story about the mug in case people haven't listened oh my gosh, to the yeah. Crescent Hotel? So if you haven't listened to the Crescent <laughs> Hotel episode, first of all, go do that. Second of all, my old roommate slash current best friend, Kaylee. Are you going to get some slack for that? What? For saying my current best friend. Well, she'll always be my best friend. But I said old roommate, but she's still my current best friend. Okay. You know, so I had to make sure that people knew she's still around. I know, but I meant from your other friends. No, they know. Okay. Everybody knows. Um, Anyways, so she had this lovely mug from the Crescent Hotel and I, it was my favorite mug in the house and it wasn't even mine. But every time that it was clean, I would steal it from her and I would use it for my morning coffee because it's so cute and it's got this little ghosty boy on it. And when you put hot coffee on it, it changes and it it changes the colors of it and it's really cute. And I loved it. And then um, we did the Crescent Hotel episode and I was talking about the mug in the episode and I was like, oh, I wish they still sold these mugs. I really loved that mug when Kaylee had it. And she texted me after she listened to the episode and she was like, bitch, I would have given you the mug if I knew you liked it that much. (laughs) So then the next time I saw her, she gave me the mug and she's the best. What a good friend. She's the best friend. And now she has the mug. And now I have the mug and I'm happy. Yay. Yay. Thanks, Kaylee. Love you. (laughs) Awesome. Yes. So that's what I'm having my coffee out of today and it makes me so happy. Anyways, Mother, yes, your episode today, I'm excited about it. Yeah, this is going to be a wild ride. Oh, boy. Those are my favorite yeah. kinds. <laughs> so hold on to your booties on this one because okay. uh, I'm going to take you on a little few twists and turns here. Okay, I'm ready. Tell me everything. Today, we are doing the Doheny Greystone Mansion. Ooh, spooky sounding. Sometimes just referred to as Greystone Mansion. Okay. This is located in Beverly Hills, California. All right, California. So this is going to be a fancy house. Uh, yeah. Okay, a okay. A little fancy. little fancy. Just a little bit. Just a touch. Just a, just a tiny fancy. Right. Yeah. I drove by this when I was in L.A. I did not t- get to go in, mm. and it was gated off at the time because Lame. it was... It was it was closed for the day. Losers. Missing out. I found conflicting reports on how many acres this is. I saw anywhere from 12 to 15 to 18 to 22. I don't know. It's on a lot of acres, okay? Right. It's just a big... Somewhere in there. Somewhere between 12 and 22 acres. Cool. Okay. Within that range. Yeah. I tried my best to keep this in order. Okay. In chronological order, I should say. Okay. Some of it's going to be slightly out of order just to keep the storylines together because Mm. otherwise it was literally going back and forth on a storyline and then it's like it's hard to keep track of. Okay. So. Cool. 
We'll start with the history of the family. Okay. And then I'll give you the details on the mansion itself and the grounds and then what the mansion is like today. Amazing. I'm ready. Okay. This all starts with Edward Lawrence Doheny. Doheny. Who was originally from Wisconsin. Go cheese. <laughs> cheese heads. <laughs> he came from a, a, a not wealthy family. Okay. He was known as a drifter. Mm. But he kind of always had this dream of being wealthy. Don't we all? <laughs> right. For real. Yeah. So he was known as a drifter, and that's kind of how he lived his life for about 20 years. Okay. Um, he wandered around Mexico and the southern U.S. just taking odd jobs, just kind of looking for looking for the money out right. there, you know? His big break. Yeah. He took jobs as a fruit packer, a mule driver... A singing waiter. Ooh. Yeah. He also tried his hand at gold mining. Okay. And being a pimp. Oh. Those are oh. all over the place. <laughs> all over the place. And what time period was this? Uh, this was in the uh, late 1800s. Okay. So yeah. like gold rush yeah. was going. He's just looking for some money. Right. The American looking dream. for any way to make, make some money. Yeah. Right. So in 1883, Doheny married Carrie Luella Wilkins. Luella, I like that. Who he had met when he was in Kingston, New Mexico. Okay. And Carrie was singing in her church choir. Aw, a wholesome girl going yeah. out with the pimp. <laughs> I don't know if these were his pimping days. Yeah. <laughs> but does she know that about his pimping days? Uh, I don't know. Mm, she should. The following year, they had a daughter named Eileen. Aww. In 1891, Doheny moved the family to L.A. Okay. To look for oil. Classic. Chasing the money again. He had previously worked with a, a man named Charles A. Canfield in a mine, because okay. he also had worked in some mines. Right. Canfield had had some success developing the Comstock mine, mm. and Doheny knew that Canfield had left with about $110,000 to move to L.A. Oh, wow. Yeah. Back then, that's a lot of money. Uh, yeah, back in 1891, that was about $3.7 million today. So that's what he's looking for. Yeah. He wants that. Yeah. Me too. So, yeah, of course, Doheny was lured by Canfield's uh, newfound fortune. Of course. And was like, I'm going to follow that guy. Yeah. He's got the money. He's my friend. Uh-huh. Maybe I'll have the money. However, by the time Doheny actually got to L.A., he discovered that Canfield had pretty much already lost all of his money. Oh, awesome. I mean, he had some. Right. But he, he kind of blew through most of it. Come on, Canfield. Get it together. Right. So by the end of 1891, Doheny didn't even have enough to pay for his family's boarding. Oh, not good. Yeah. Him and his homeless family. He was a little stuck in this, in this sense. Uh, mm -hmm. Things started to look up for him, though, when he discovered a black, greasy substance in an empty parking lot. Okay. And he convinced Canfield to loan him $400 so that he could investigate this further. Okay. 
So like I said, Canfield had some money, which today that $400 would be about $13,000. So, so wow, still that's yeah. a, a good chunk. Yeah. Doheny used picks and shovels and a tree trunk to devise a drilling system. Now, how that works, I have no idea. No I could clue. not find it out. So he dug into this parking lot? It was, a, it was an empty lot. I don't know if it was a parking lot oh, or just like okay. grass. Just like an empty property. Empty lot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Started digging, worked out some kind of drilling system. Mm -hmm. He was excited because he's finally, finally thinks he's got something here. He's going to make it. After all He's going to make it big, Mom. Of dreaming. Yep. And in the middle of all of his excitement, his daughter Eileen died from heart disease. Oh, no, Eileen. I know. She was eight years old. Oh. I know. That's so sad. Poor girl. So he's had some definite ups and downs in his life. Mm -hmm. But the following year, in April of 1893, Doheny struck oil. Oh, boy. Yep. When the well reached 225 feet, he started to produce 40 barrels of oil a day. Wow. That's a lot. I know. That's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On November 6th of that same year, so now things are really looking up, Mm -hmm. Carrie gave birth to their son, Edward Doheny Jr., who they call Ned. Ned. That's cute. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Within a couple years, Doheny and Canfield began to buy land all over L.A. Okay. To dig for more more oil. Got to make that money. Oh, yeah. Other people are catching on by now. Ugh. So other people are also buying land, Freaking other digging people. for oil. <laughs> right? I know. Can't believe other people how, are trying to make money too. How dare other people try and dig for oil? Ugh, ridiculous. Provide for your family. Lame. But within a few years, there are over 3,000 oil wells in LA. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. So everyone's finding it. When I was in L.A., I didn't even realize that they actually had oil wells in L.A. Yeah, that's crazy. I was, there. I was like, oh, damn, I didn't know, know these were here. Right. And they actually have the La Brea tar pits there, too, which is basically where he kind of found these. And uh-huh. that's something I would love to cover one day, too. But Ooh. In April of 1899. 100 years before me. 100 years, yes. Doheny and Carrie separated. Oh. So it's just up and down for this man. Right. He's got money on the mind. And Doheny gained full custody of Ned. Oh. Interesting. Ned was only five at the time. Hmm. Okay. And I don't know why. Right. I feel like it usually went the opposite way back then, for sure. Yeah, I'm not really sure. But remember... Doheny has a shit ton of money at this eh, point. You got a point. So you know, I don't know. Might be able to think that he can take care of the kid better than the mom who has no money because women didn't have money back then. Yeah. Or as we'll see, maybe he just used his money to get his way. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bribe some people. Just maybe. So Carrie moved to the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And in August of 1900, just, you know, barely a year after he separated from Carrie and uh, took full custody of their son, right. Doheny got remarried. Oh, okay. To Estelle Betzold. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Hello, Estelle. Yeah. Interesting. And one month later in September, according to newspaper reports, and this is wild. Oh, no. Carrie, Ned's mother, uh-huh. mistakenly drank battery fluid instead of her medicine, which resulted in her death. I feel like that wasn't an accident. I went to newspapers.com and this is a wild, wild, wild story. Really? I mean. Like that is crazy. So it says she ordered medicine Mm -hmm. and battery fluid. Okay. They were in similar jars, but the battery fluid had a big poison sign on it. Uh Uh-huh. And she gulped down about four ounces of it. Wow. And then said something to the line, something to the fact of like, oh, no, I think I have taken the wrong fluid or something. It was like, "Mm." girl, her companion who was living with her Mm -hmm. rushes in. Right. Calls the doctor. The doctor tries to save her. And then she dies. And it's like, this seems a little fishy to me. This is very fishy. And then there's a whole newspaper report written around it. Did she do it on purpose? I don't know. Or did somebody switch the bottles? There was one account that said she did it on purpose. Mm. But to me, it just seems like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's fishy for sure. It is fishy to me. You know, her ex just got But I mean, I wasn't there. She doesn't have her kid anymore. Separated, took the kid, and got right. remarried all very quickly. Like in a year. And then all of a sudden, she's gone. Right. Because she drank battery fluid. Right. I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. For sure. Call me skeptical. Yeah. I'm skeptical. Anyway, after all of this, Doheny goes to Mexico to look for more oil. Of course. More oil, more money. Yeah. He leased... A million acres of ground. I saw one that said 800,000, one said like 900,000, one said a million. I don't know. It's a lot of fucking acres. Okay. And he started the Mexican Petroleum Company. Oh. Which became the largest oil company in Mexico. Wow. And during the Mexican Revolution, he literally hired his own army to protect what his oil fields. That's insane. Yeah. Oh, my God. And by 1925, his net worth passed $100 million. Holy shit. In 1925. In 1925. Which puts him at $1.7 billion today. Oh, my God. And puts him past John Rockefeller. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Isn't that? That's I, so I've crazy. I've never heard of this man. Yeah, me neither. And I was like, what the Yeah. The fact that he hired his own army, that's kind of badass. (laughs) Like, I want my own army to protect my oil during the revolution. I was just like, what the hell? That's insane, dude. I mean, he was literally like one of the richest men in the world at this time. Definitely. Crazy. That's wild. So, being one of the richest men in the world at this time you would think with all this money he had coming in Mm -hmm. he'd be good right no he doesn't need any more money right no mom have you met men (laughs) they're greedy little bitches he sees an opportunity arise Mm -hmm. i bet he does 
in November of 1921 okay. with the U.S. government. Oh. Who was taking bids for the drilling rights on 32,000 acres mm. of Navy land. Okay. Doheny, instead of putting in a bid. Right. Like normal. Decided the best way to go about this was to put $100,000 cash, or $1.7 million today, Holy shit. in a suitcase, give it to his son, Ned. Run, Ned. Run, Ned. Run. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. His son, Ned, is now an adult. Uh-huh. Ned and his childhood friend, who is also an adult now, mm-hmm. Hugh Plunkett. Plunkett. <laughs> they deliver the cash... To the hotel of Albert B. Fall, who was the Secretary of the Interior oh. for the then President of the United States, Warren G. Harding. Oh, my God. And somehow, miraculously, uh-huh. Doheny got the rights to drill. What? How did that happen? I have no idea. So crazy. I can't, like A suitcase of that much just cash. Can you imagine being the president's secretary of whatever and some two men show up at your door with a suitcase full of, oh, my God. <laughs> I would disappear. I would run. I would disappear. Nobody would ever yeah. see me again, and that would be my money. Uh, that so, is so crazy. I told you this was this a dude wild is a, This dude <laughs> is crazy. He's got his own army. He's got a suitcase full of cash. He's had his pimpin' days. <laughs> he's oh my gosh, he's been all over the yeah. place. Dude's living life. Wish I could live life like that. <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't want to be a pimp, but I'd like to have that much money. Uh, to try to cover up that this was an obvious bribe, of course. Doheny and Fall made it look like this was a no-interest loan. Mm-hmm. Doheny's just given fall alone at no interest. Yeah. Hmm. Nothing to do with the drilling rights at right. all. He just wants to be nice. Yeah, like you need you need a loan. I I'll got help you, you out. dude. I'm no the richest interest. man in the world. I got you. I'm just that nice. I'm just so generous. Yeah. Take my money and give me the oil. Yeah, exactly. However, the government soon caught on. What? When uh, they discovered that Fall was taking other bribes. Oh. For more property. Oh. Also with from Doheny? other people. Oh, okay. No, other, other people. Yeah. Okay. To the tune of $404,000. Wow. Or $6.9 million today. Wow. And this began what was called the Teapot Dome Scandal. This guy. This is so much already. I know. <laughs> this is so much. And we haven't even gotten to the house yet. We haven't even gotten to the house yeah. yet. Mm-mm. Oh, my God. So one of the oil fields was actually named the Teapot Dome Oil Field because a rock in the field looked like a teapot dome. Oh, okay. Like right. a little like lid on it. Yeah. Right. Okay. The Teapot Dome scandal was actually considered the most sensational in American history until Watergate. Wow. Which was 50 years after this. Wow. Yeah. And I've never heard of it. I haven't either. I've never heard of this man. I've never heard of this before. Oh, my gosh. But now scandals are just kind of like the huge, you know? Well, and I mean, 
this this was pretty much like the fall of President Harding. Mm. Come on, Mr. Harding. Yeah. President Harding, sorry. And so the reason that they caught on to fall is because he was a fucking idiot and started spending his money like he just won the lottery. You stupid bitch. Right? What? Like he's just started and like the secretary, going and buying right? a whole bunch of shit. Yeah, he was the secretary of the interior. He's Dude. the one that took the actual bribes. Dude. Just went out and started like spending all of his money. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would also be tempted. But it's a bribe. It's not it's like a you whole won bribe. the lottery. Like what It's a the bribe hell? with the United States government. Oh my God. You are a fucking idiot. Men. Classic. And just like, oh, I'm going to get away with this and I'm just going to go like – shower myself just go frolic in a field throwing money everywhere <sighs> yeah dumbass anyway so fall was convicted of taking bribes mm-hmm. and he served a nine month sentence yep he was given a year and he served nine months of it yep yeah i figured that's about how it would go like what yeah well he's a rich white man now mom yeah he can do whatever he wants It's just ridiculous. He was the first American to be convicted of a felony while holding a cabinet post. Oh, he wouldn't be the last. No. No. (laughs) Fall was convicted of taking bribes, Mm -hmm. uh, but Doheny was never convicted of giving a bribe. Of course. And Ned and Plunkett were never convicted of being involved. Of course. And we will see why in a minute. More bribes. We're just going to go step back a little bit before the trial now. Okay. Deal. Ned, who was- I just keep thinking about Ned's Declassified. <laughs> Remember that? Barely. <sighs> so good. They have a podcast now. Do they? Well, yeah. huh. pretty interesting. interesting. Anyways. Uh, not the same Ned. No. Uh, Ned, who was now married to Lucy Smith of mm-hmm. Pasadena. The couple had five children now. Okay. They had been given the land as a wedding gift- from Doheny. What what land? For the mansion. Oh, okay, okay. So they've been given the acreage. Okay. When they got married, they were given the acreage, but they didn't build on it until years later. Okay. So the marriage was in 1914. Construction did not complete on the house until 1928. So 14 okay. years later. Yeah. Yeah. They had their kids and all that stuff. Right. They had other stuff going on. Yeah. In October of 1928, Ned moved his family um, seven of them mm-hmm. in, along with 15 household staff. Oh, why do you need that many? It's a big fucking house, which I'll tell you about in a little bit. All right, deal. On February 16th, 1929, just four months after moving into the mansion, mm-hmm. with the court date fast approaching, because remember, we haven't had the court uh-huh. date just yet. Right. Plunkett arrived at the home, mm-hmm. panicked, because he was like the the nervous one of the three. Right. So Doheny and Ned were like, we're not going down for this. Like, right. We're good. They have the money, but Plunkett. Yeah. Plunkett's, Plunkett doesn't, and right. he's freaked out. Right. I would be freaked out too. Yeah. He comes to the house to speak to Ned, mm-hmm. and the two go into a room for some privacy to talk. Right. According to news reports later on, mm-hmm. Lucy, Ned's wife, right. said that she heard a gunshot- <gasps> And called the family doctor. Oh. So she didn't She didn't go look at anything. She just, her first thought, call the family doctor. Okay. So the family doctor's in a movie theater with his wife mm-hmm. and comes over to the house. Okay. And 
he comes over and discovers that both Ned and Plunkett are dead. What? Yeah. But she only heard one gunshot? In the meantime, she hears another one. Okay. The doctor's on his way. She hears another gunshot. The official news report was that Plunkett killed Ned and then turned the gun on himself. I don't believe that. However. Mm Mm-hmm. You tell me. (laughs) Tell me. According to police reports, Mm -hmm. the police were not called until two hours after the gunshots. Not surprised. And when they arrived, several people had already been in and out of the room. Mm Mm-hmm. The bodies had been moved. Mm-hmm. Making everything look different. Mm-hmm. But forensics was able to determine that Ned had been sitting in a chair and was shot in the head at very close range mm. with gunpowder on his forehead. Mm. And he had fallen over and the chair was overturned. Okay. And Plunkett was shot in the back mm. from a short distance. Mm. And was face down on the floor with a cigarette in his hand underneath him. Uh-huh. So how I... does Plunkett shoot Ned in the forehead mm-hmm. and then shoot himself in the back from a short distance? Right. While also smoking a cigarette? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Fucking Ned. But remember, uh, Doheny has a shit ton of money. Of course. So uh, the official report the official report maybe be skewed. It was definitely skewed for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what actually happened was Ned killed Plunkett, and then he probably felt bad and was like, oh, "All right, me too." Yep, uh, I believe so. That's what I think for sure. Yeah, what a dick. That's your childhood best friend, right? What the fuck? And you're gonna kill him over some money? Yeah. Dick. Now here's here's what I find very interesting mm-hmm. is clearly Doheny is not against bribery, right? So he's bribed the U.S. government, the literal U.S. government. Yes, ridiculous. Probably at this point has bribed maybe police or the newspapers or somebody mm-hmm. about what actually happened here. Mm-hmm. But this family is very Catholic. Oh. So, go to confession, guys. If Ned was murdered, they would have definitely put him in a Catholic cemetery. Right. But Mm. they buried him not in the family plot of a Catholic cemetery. Interesting. They put him in Forest Lawn Cemetery, which is not Catholic. Hmm. Because he's a sinner. Because if he took his own life in the Catholic Church, that would be a sin. sin. You're going to hell, dude. You're going to hell for a lot more than that. So to me, it's like, oh, bribery is okay. That's fine. That's fine. That's totally normal. Everybody does it. I'm just like, that's very interesting. Yeah. Hmm. That is very interesting that they decided Mm -hmm. to not bury him in the family plot. Yeah. Hmm. So obviously you see why Ned and Plunkett were not implicated in the teapot dome scandal. Right. Uh, Doheny ended up being acquitted of the charges. I read one article that said the courts released him of charges due to the emotional trauma of Ned's death. Of course. I mean, it's just horrific. But then on top of this, right after he was acquitted, this cracked me up. Oh, God. This $100,000 no interest, quote unquote, loan Mm -hmm. that he gave to Fall, Mm -hmm. 
he turned around and used to foreclose on Fall's house. What? So he faked a loan as a bribe, then turned around and said, no, that's an actual loan, and foreclosed on the man's house, who was now serving time for the bribe that he gave him oh, for drilling rights to the land. my God. So he said, you're going to jail, and I'm taking your house. Yeah. What a dick. <laughs> what the fuck? And he's not going to get jail time at all. No. Oh, my God. So <laughs> Doheny was ordered to pay, which this is a lot. He was ordered to pay $47 million. Yeah. To the courts for settlement taxes and penalties, which was about $857 million today. So that's a lot of yeah. money. But he's a billionaire, so. Yeah. And he was faced with several lawsuits after this from different stockholders. And right. it pretty much ruined his reputation. Yeah. Definitely. You were just part so, of, like, the first American scandal, basically. Yeah. You initiated that scandal. And he became a recluse until his death in 1935. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. But I bet he was buried in the family plot. You know, I didn't look that up, but he probably was. He probably was. Because, you know. Because bribery is not oh, that he, bad. He just bribed people. Yeah. Just because he Scammed started the first scandal in American history doesn't mean that he's a bad guy. It's totally fine. Yeah. Right. It's totally fine. Right. So that is uh, the history of the family. Okay. So I'm going to tell you about the actual mansion itself. I'm ready. So the mansion was designed by architect Gordon B. Common mm -hmm. and constructed by the P.J. Walker Company. Okay. In total, it is 46,000 square feet. What? Yeah. Holy shit. I can't even, like, picture that. It has 55 rooms. Wow. The main bedroom suite includes a sitting room, mm -hmm. two bathrooms, a massage room, oh. and a dressing oh. room. Fancy. The house also includes a circular staircase. I love that. A movie theater. Of course, you need one of those. A billiard room, a bowling alley. Wow. A bar, its own switchboard and telephone system. Oh my God. Stables and tennis courts. This is insane. I know. <laughs> the grounds include several stone walkways lined with trees and a series of stone plaques with a huge water fountain. Wow. I want to live there. Oh, God, it's amazing. It was dubbed Greystone because all of the extraordinary amount of Indiana limestone that was used. That's mm -hmm. all gray in color. And right. it has like a really gloomy feel to it. Mm. Like a spooky castle. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I need, I need to look up what this house looks like. Yeah, go for it. I want to get a visual. Oh my God, this place is fucking huge. Holy shit. I know. I know. Wow. Oh, my God. That's beautiful. Yeah. The cost to build the mansion alone cost $1.2 million. Back then? Back then, which was in 1928. Mm -hmm. So today that would be $21 million. Wow. Just for the mansion. Just for the mansion. So the entire estate with the grounds and all of that cost $3.1 million in 1928. Today that would be $55 million. Wow. So this location also has has been a location for over 70 films and 50 tv shows oh so just to name a few because i'm not going to go into all of those mm -hmm. the social network oh. spider-man the holiday mm -hmm. ghostbusters one and two 
Jumpin' Jack Flash, The Gilmore Girls, oh, The Amazing Race, and General Hospital. Gilmore Girls. And also some music videos. Nice. The grounds and the mansion are owned today by the city of Beverly Hills, and they are operated by the Department of Community Services. And they host numerous events, including movie nights in the theaters, uh, weddings, car shows, garden classes, art shows, mm-hmm. all kinds of different events. Right. So. It does kind of look like the outside of uh, Emily Gilmore's house. Yes, that's what I that's was what thinking. That's what it made me think. I wonder I, if that's I like what they is. used. That's crazy. It's gorgeous. Yeah, I think it is. So that is Doheny Greystone Mansion. Wow. First of all, I want to visit there. It's pretty. Yeah. Second of all, that man is insane. <laughs> His son, also insane. Wow. It's a wild ride. That that was a wild ride. You took me on a lot of ups and downs. I learned about yeah. some U.S. history. Yeah, same. That's so crazy. It's been on my list for a while. That was a good one. And I didn't re- realize what all was in it. Yeah. Until I really started getting into it. Right. I was like, damn, there's there's so much. Murder and scandal and all kinds of shit in here. That's crazy. Yeah. That was really good, Mom. I enjoyed that a lot. That was lots of ups and downs. (laughs) All right. Cool. Well, if you guys want to follow us, you can follow us on TikTok at Roadside Podcast. Instagram at Roadside Pod. Facebook at Roadside Podcast. YouTube at Roadside Pod. And you can also go to our website, roadsidepodcast.com. And you can go to patreon.com slash roadside if you would like to become a patron and get bonus episodes. Do it. And you can email us at roadsidepod at gmail.com. Please do. We would love to hear from you. We would. We would. Well, thank you for the fabulous episode, Mom. You're welcome. You did fabulously, as always. (laughs) Thank you. And thank you all for listening. Yes, thank you all for listening. And keep finding the thrill in the mysterious. Bye. Ah, love ya.